Well, hello, and welcome back to Between the Sundays. Uh, this is our uh, conversation to extend the Sundays at Generations Church to uh, the rest of the week. And so today I'm joined by Pastor Carson, hey. who is our youth and young adults pastor, Pastor Connor, who's our worship and production pastor. Love him. Uh, there's a great chance I may mix those names up from time to time when I'm talking here, but uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm so thankful that you're here, wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, uh, that you're a part of this episode of Between the Sundays. We've had a lot of great things uh, happening this week as we prepare for Easter uh, coming up. But this past Sunday uh, was week two of our Journey to the Cross series. So we started two Sundays ago at this point when we're recording uh, with the Christ of the Cross. We talked about that a little bit last week uh, and just really looked at what did Jesus do while he was on the earth sure. as he journeyed to the cross? Like, what were those things he did? So he, he loved people, he healed people, he saved people. This week, we looked at it a little bit from a different angle and we talked about, like, what were those things? Now, if we believe that the story of God and the redemption of man uh, is that God... Tell your title for this. This week was the crimes of the crimes cross. of the cross. So we had the Christ of the cross, the crimes of the, the cross. Of, do you know? Really do you have next week? Do you have next crowds week? of the cross? Really? Come on. Okay. Sorry. Um, hey, sneak peek. Sneak peek. Those aren't but free. The idea of like we believe that God sent Jesus to the earth, and we believe that the cross was a part of that redemption plan. But in the natural, like on the earth, what were those things that he did that just? frustrated the religious leaders that got yeah. him arrested, sent him to the cross here. Like those people that just pushed him that way, but it's like, oh, he's got to be arrested. We hate him. They plotted to kill him. We read over and over mm -hmm. in a couple of different stories. But what were those things? And so we talked about several things that he did. The three specifically that we talked about, we said there were probably others. The three specific things that we talked about that he did is that he challenged them, like he made them uncomfortable. He challenged the religious system, mm. you know, so he didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. But he right. constantly was challenging their idea of the law. Uh, the second thing that he did is he loved people they didn't like. Yeah. They were furious with the people that he chose to spend time with, sure. those that were sinners, even the people that he gathered together as his disciples. And then the third thing, which was really the claim that they said in John 19 themselves, that kind of was the, the end of everything else, was that he claimed to be the Son of God, yeah. Yeah. that he claimed to be one with the Father and that you couldn't get to the Father except through him. Uh, and so you've got these three big ideas, but just for both of you guys, I mean, you were you were here on Sunday, you were serving in various capacities, but also in those services. Like, what, what stood out to you? What was the most challenging to you personally? Because we talked about, like, it's easy for us to look at it and go, well, how did the religious leaders miss it? You know, we would have seen it, we would have seen the Messiah, but we're looking back through the lens of what we already know. We probably could have been right in the middle of those religious leaders, absolutely, because it's a religious system and things we would yeah. have been taught. But like for you personally, what was the most challenging part of the message? And then how do you just kind of interpret that and contextualize it for your life? I'll let Carson. You, do I'll, you want to go first? I'll, I'll let I'll <laughs> let Connor Connor go first. Then uh, for me, it was just like you know when you were talking about he loved people that they didn't like it. I mean that was that was one of the things that like even to this day you you get you know there are certain people that because they choose to be in a certain group or they choose to support certain people, like they get ridiculed because yeah. of it. Um, and you know, on the, on the more secular side, you know, you have people who follow certain, you know, secular music artists or, or maybe somebody who's has nothing to do with church, but they're just a, you know, motivational speaker or something like that. Um, and you have people that look at those and, and they're like, wow, I, I love them. I love what they do. And then they may get ridiculed and be like, I don't really follow what they're doing. And so there's just a lot of, in today's time, that same stuff that was going on sure. back with Jesus was. Yeah. Um, because there were certain people that Jesus hung out with, decided to be around, wanted to 
he he wanted to find the lost. He wanted to be where the sinners were. Yeah. And you know, there's just there's a ton of people in the world today that you know look at you like, man, you can't do that. But you know, our mindset has always been, you know, we don't we don't want anything from you. We want something for you. Sure. Um, and we don't we will love you where you're at, but we love you too much to let you stay there. That's good. Um, and so I know you and Corey talk about that all the time, and I fully support that because like we're not gonna somebody walk through the door. Oh, you're a sinner. Well. We all are yeah. like that. That has nothing to like, we're not going to ridicule, yeah. ridicule you that for that. Um, but we, we do want to take you to that next step. Um, and for me, just relating it to that and tying it into our mission here because generations matter and looking yeah. at everything, uh, just, you know, with our older people, with our younger people, with all the generations coming up, just making sure that, you know, we're, we're teaching all of them of, you know, we're, we're, we're not all perfect. Yeah. Nobody is, but we love you too much to to let yeah. you stay there. That's and uh, you know, I, so. I think you know one of the examples that I've used for a number of years. I, I use this. I started using this in youth ministry. By the way, if you want to steal this, you feel Come free on. to do that. <laughs> um, but with the youths, you know, I would talk about the, the idea that like you don't go to the dentist with your teeth already clean. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to be brushing your teeth and doing that. But you, go, you, to dentist, you go to the What's dentist. What's that? You brush your teeth before you go to the I mean, dentist? Sometimes, you know. But <laughs> the idea being that, like, you go to the dentist so that they can do what they're supposed to do, like mm-hmm. annual cleanings, and yeah. they do. So there is a job. But when we, when we talk about it in, in relationship to, like, coming to Christ, like, there there is a moment where you have to realize, like, I'm coming to you for you to do what only you can do in my life. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's that instantaneous and progressive work of sanctification where he's purifying us and cleansing us and removing all of those things that don't reflect his character and his nature. Mm-hmm. And so I love, you know, that reminder of what we've said, like we love people wherever they are, wherever they come, come to us from, they come to this building, we interact with them in, in everyday life outside this building, obviously, hopefully um, we love you right where you are, but we also love you too much to let you stay there. If you're outside of a relationship with God yeah. or if there are things, because we're asking God to do that in our own hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I've just been pondering, Corey brought this up, several months ago, like in a service, I guess, when we were speaking together, but I've just been praying that, like that prayer of Psalm 139, like search me, oh God, and see if there be any wicked way in me. And like, I'm just constantly asking God to purge those things in my life that don't reflect him. And so I I want him to do that in the lives of others, but I also have to just engage them right where they are and start in that. And that's what he did with Zacchaeus, who was up in the tree. We read that scripture. (laughs) I mean, he, he, he said, Hey, let's go to your house and eat. Now, we also read a story where he went to the house of a Pharisee and ate. So it's not just like he was only hanging out with sinners, mm-hmm. and only hanging out with the— Like, he had this great balance of grace and truth, this embodiment of the divinity of God, the humanity in his form. But I, I love that, and I wasn't trying to preach a new sermon, but I, I just—I love that That's thought. That's good. Let's sit right here Because it minute. was a challenge to me, too. Yeah. Do I love the people that God loves? And, yeah. and, and how do I interact with people that maybe other— religious people just don't like they, they feel like oh those are the kind of people you shouldn't hang out with i'm like i don't know that that kind of negates the love of god towards every one of those individuals. well and, and you can and around those people that you know if you hang around if you hang out with those people that people may look at you and say oh you shouldn't hang out with them yeah. there's a, there's also a difference between hanging out with them and leading by example yeah. and supporting them yeah sure you know so yeah i just i, I love the story i'm gonna come to you in a second i'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a chance to talk you're I'm chomping at the bit. i'm just soaking it i, all I love the story of the of of the woman that was caught in adultery because jesus did not negate her sin mm-hmm. like he he immediately like got down in the dirt with her so he he got to where she was right and so he's he's in the dirt with her so he's kind of in, in that same place same context whatever 
And then he challenges the people that are around, you know, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And then he asks her the question, woman, where are your accusers? Mm -hmm. So he engages her again. They've walked away. He's engaging her at her place of need. And then he, so that's a place of grace. Then he challenges her with the truth to say, go and sin no more. Yeah. Like there is this call to, to go and live the kind of life that you're called to live and that I can equip you to live. But he starts from a place of grace. And I just think so often we kind of get that flip. Like it's, we, we start with truth, 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 truth. And I'm not saying we ever water down the truth. I said that Sunday, we never compromise the gospel and the truth, but we come to people from a place of grace, and then we offer them the truth in the living word of God. And so yeah. I'm thankful for that. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely on a soapbox. So for you, Sunday— No, I mean, I'm good. <laughs> Keep going. No, so this past Sunday, the message, what, what stood out to you the most? What's most challenging to you? Yeah, so I guess what stuck out to me the most is, like, you know, it's easy to disconnect from the Pharisees, but, like, you know, I've said this, like, time and time. Like, I say it from, like, the stage. It's something like, like, I read the Pharisee story, and I'm like, well, I get it. Like, yeah. I, like I, yeah, I get it. Good. I'm like— that's me. Yeah. Like, and Jesus is like so impressive. Like, just so like just the way he handles every situation. And I know it's like, oh yeah, of course he was. <laughs> sure. Right? He's Jesus. Yeah, right. But it's like not just like impressive, but like like his his ways like have to impress something upon you because you That's realize good. how different he is than you. Yeah. Like how differently you would have handled a situation. Because I read most of the stories of what the Pharisees and you got into this uh, Sunday, but like I read stories of Pharisees. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, like I would have responded that way too. Like yeah. that that makes yeah. sense. Like, hey God, isn't the kingdom for us? Like 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 what do you mean? And so, you know, I just it's it's so like. It's it's like edge of the seat, like kind of unnerving, but it's also so comforting when we find out how Jesus was different than we thought. Yeah. Like yeah. it's like, oh, I'm like I'm not I'm not I I feel like I've gotten to the point where and you know, it's it's not like I'm all the way there, but like I see something Jesus did and I'm like, man, I'm glad he's not like me. Yeah. I'm glad because if he was just like me, then he yeah. well, who cares? Like That's he's right. not God, he's just somebody else. Right. But like I see like the way Jesus is like with just such like mastery, you know, he's God, sure. But like I'm just like, man, I'm glad he's not like me. Yeah. I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm blown away because I'm like, man, I just want to be like him at some point. Cause yeah. I'm I'm not there. But yeah. like, man, that's awesome. Like that's and so it just like it's constantly like in my heart and mind, like, how cool is it that Jesus is different than we think? How cool is it that he sat with the woman in adultery, but he also shows up at Nicodemus's house? That's right. Yeah. That's right. You know, and so it's like, man, he's different than me, and yeah. that's like that's why I'm in awe. Well, and I think that's really what makes like this idea of Emmanuel, God with us, like the incarnate God. Like he came in a form that we could recognize, yeah, in a form that we could relate to, and yet we can learn from how he interacted yeah. in his yeah. humanity. So it's like. He 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 didn't just stay God in heaven where we get like wow I mean of course he did that he's in heaven he's yeah. got he but can see like, everything right but he came in our form he's walking roads talking to people people that frustrate him people that challenge him people that disagree with him people that betray him and it's like how did he respond in those moments and it constantly leaves me and again if we ever get to the place in the gospel where we read it and we say well yeah I've got it figured out or oh you know and it's very judgmental yeah. when I read the Bible most often I am challenged to say, God, there's still more in me that doesn't reflect you. God, I, I'm, I'm still falling short in this area. Yeah. I still could respond with more grace. I still could, like, apply your truth more in my life. And so I love that, like, he's incarnate. He, he came in the embodiment of humanity so I can relate to him, but I'm constantly challenged by the way that he responded to people. And yeah. I love people. And you just think about his humanity of him in the garden, like, 
God, take this cup from me, but not my will, but yours be done. Like, he was a human being. That's right. Like, he was like, I do not want to go up on that cross, but I submit to your will. And at the same point, like, he's doing stuff like miracles and multiplying food and stuff like that. And you're like, like, you know, he's just like (laughs) so different than us. And it's just like, but he, like, he's willing to take us where he's at. Yeah, that's good. It's, yes, I love that. I love that thought. Well, I've really enjoyed. Uh, you know, these first two weeks of just digging into these stories. Mm. We've we've had this soap guide where we're reading scriptures each day that kind of take us through the last events of Christ's life in the yeah. Gospels on earth mm-hmm. uh, in that regard. And uh, and so that's been a great journey for me personally, just to read that soap guide. Hopefully Shout people are doing that. Pastor Aaron for putting that <laughs> yeah, together. Yeah, Pastor Aaron uh, for putting that together and the, and the rest of the team that helped to pull that off and Garrett and the design. But just something, a resource that gives us uh, just the opportunity to really focus. I, I've been talking to some people over the last few weeks. It seems to have come up two or three different times. Um, the last two Sunday nights specifically, I've either talked to someone or heard a story of someone from within our church that says, like, I want to read the Bible, but I don't know where to start. Yeah, I want to read the Bible, but I'm not sure what I should read. Or, or when I read it, I don't know if I'm getting out of it what I'm supposed to. And and just the the idea that our soap guides are one of the ways that you could engage Scripture. Soap sure. standing for Scripture, Observation, Application, and prayer, so there's there's kind of a process there, and we we've you know created some some resources to do that. But I mean, the Bible app on our phones, you can mm-hmm. you can go into those plans and search keywords. Hey, I want to get one on sports. I want to get one on marriage. Yeah, I want to sure. get one on whatever. And and not feeling like you're doing anything other than finding scripture in an applicable context for what you're doing right now, what I'm living, or how can I understand this? How can I apply this? Yeah. Um, I gave two devotionals to a guy two Sunday nights ago and just said, Hey, take these, read a couple days worth, and see if you like this format. If you do, keep it. If you don't, bring it back, and let's help you find something else. But mm-hmm. um, I, I do love that that God's Word, the Soap Guide specifically in this season, gives us the opportunity to kind of walk this journey with Christ, um, and then in a you know in a, on a regular basis, hopefully we're reading the Bible and and growing in our relationship and our knowledge, our understanding yeah. um, of His Word and what God would have for us. So uh, there's a couple other things. Just you know, we we've got this Sunday is week three, so it's the crowds of the cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking at Palm Sunday, the events of the people that were there, and those that showed up at the cross, maybe some of those same types of people, some of those same exact people, perhaps, uh, but then also journeying towards Easter. So we're, we're you know, a little over a week and a half from the time we're recording this, where we've got our Good Friday service on April the 7th, come to the table, we'll be sitting around round tables, kind of holding some elements, looking at some different stories from the events of kind of the cross and surrounding events there yeah, get registered um, G. yeah get registered yep. for that if you haven't already registered it's free it's free registration but it helps us plan because we're putting you around tables we want to make sure we have enough uh, and then easter sunday is going to be exciting we'll have sunrise sunrise service on the lawn come on i think i'm just making that the name i don't think on i asked lawn. anybody but lawn. the lawn um grassy knoll? No, but uh, not not the grassy knoll but we're going to do the <laughs> lawn seven o'clock sunrise service and then nine and ten thirty easter services in the worship center i had somebody ask me sunday uh you know if i come to sunrise do i need to come to one of the indoor services <laughs> absolutely absolutely you, you do that <laughs> um you know it's your call for how you choose to celebrate easter but it is going to be special and and it will obviously be a celebration of easter uh, it won't be the same message necessarily but kind of a, a different component of the message for the sunrise but I'm excited about Easter Sunday uh, yeah. at oh, yeah. church and just what what it can mean for our church family, um, and uh, and then we've got a ton of things coming up after that. We won't get into all of that, but there really are a lot of great things that are happening, and uh, and I'm thankful for that. So until next time, uh, between the Sundays, wherever you're watching or listening from, 
Uh, share it, maybe rate it, review our podcast. I know we we Five drop stars. our sermons on this same channel, uh, but if you'd help us to do that, that just helps us to spread the word and, and get the word out. Um, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm thinking about so many conversations from the last few weeks, but somebody this past week reminded me that online is the new front door of the church. It's yeah. the new lobby that people are, they're watching online, they're listening online, they're looking at podcasts and YouTube and Facebook and stuff before they ever show up to the church. And mm-hmm. we've had that. Some of our guest right. cards over the last few months, it says, hey, how did you hear about us? And they're like, we've been watching online for two months. You know, we listened to four sermons before we came. And so if you help us with that, just to spread the word and to rate and review it, that does um, give us, you know, just an inroad into other people. They say the people algorithm. like you found it interesting. Maybe they would too. What'd you say? <laughs> so beat the algorithm. There you go. Beat the <laughs> algorithm. So God bless. We'll see you next time. Uh, have a great day. See ya.